When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 198 of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life and get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host, Certified Life Coach, Greg Audino, reminding you before we begin that if you have a question you would like help with on the show, we welcome you to email it to us at advice at oldpodcast.com. Uh, I don't know if anyone caught that, but I kind of like <laughs> forgot my name for a second. That was interesting. Certified Life Coach, dot, 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 Greg Audino. Uh, anyway, I digress. Everybody, uh, today, we, we have a different type of question on tap for all of you, still advice-driven, but today's asker isn't dealing with a personal struggle so much as they are looking for tips, actually, on how to become a life coach. This is something to look forward to, and for those of you who don't aspire to become life coaches and are tempted to stop listening, think again. In today's episode, we'll also get to the differences between life coaching and similar services, not to mention things that you can practice at any time to support people in a similar way that professionals do. So, without further ado, here is the question for today. I have been in the midst of figuring out a new career venture, and being a life coach has been speaking to me for the past two months. Working in the corporate world really does not suit me as I have discovered. Would you be able to give personal pointers and information on what really helped you develop your life coach skills, as well as if you used any recommended program to get your life coach license? I find myself eager to speak with people and help them out through difficulties. Being a member of the LGBT plus community, I would want to work closely with them. I feel like I would not find too many holistic life coaches towards the LGBT plus community, so I would want to fill in that gap. This will be a fun one to answer. Thank you, Asker, not only for coming to me for assistance, but more so for having a desire to help people and make a difference. Always good to see. I'm happy to talk about my journey and my opinions towards becoming a life coach. But lesson number one is that life coaching is still very new age and uh, very loosely defined. That being said, what I tell you could very well differ from what others might tell you. Now, this is both good and bad, but it is what it is, and it's just something to be aware of from the get-go. It means you can get pretty creative in your approach in both how you counsel others and how you run your business, which is nice. But, you know, it also means that there are very few means of separating yourself from, you know, the people on Instagram that prance around calling themselves life coaches, when in reality, all they do is kind of throw their opinions at people and repeat the same plateaus about not giving up, not making excuses, and so forth. Not bitter. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, good luck explaining to your parents and pretty much everyone else what you do for a living. So there's that. Um, and 
just a side note for anybody looking to start a new career, you really, I always recommend focusing on what you are willing to struggle for, like the bad parts you're willing to put up with and kind of picking based on that. So I know this has inspired you for the last two months, but you also, I would recommend you have to be aware of the realities of just starting your own business. You know, you have to be willing to put up with the struggle of trying to find clients, the struggle of listening to people's problems, which can be very exhausting. So it's just something to keep in mind. Um, now, I will say that if I were to define life coaching in its most general way that the most people would be apt to agreeing with, uh, it's ultimately helping people uncover what they'd like to do with any facet of their lives, working with them to create realistic steps towards those goals, and holding them accountable to taking those steps. This is something worth remembering as you enter your study and your work as a life coach. And what's also perhaps more important to remember is what life coaching is not. So therapists, uh, while there are many types of therapy and just as many acronyms to go with them, they typically help people discover the sources of their struggles through hard questioning and deep psychological dives into their pasts. Then, depending on the type of therapy they're educated in and what discoveries are made and what their client needs, different types of action will be taken to help clients recover. Life coaches are not therapists. Psychiatrists will sometimes provide the same therapeutic techniques as a therapist, but more often work in tandem with them to prescribe medications to clients per the therapist's findings should they feel the client needs medication. Life coaches are definitely not psychiatrists. And since you found me, a life coach hosting a show that's all about giving advice, it's especially important to remind you that life coaches are not advice columnists either. What I do here is very different than what I would do in a session with a life coaching client. Though, I, I mean, you will find significantly more life coachiness here uh, than you would in a typical advice column. Life coaching is not about just giving advice and telling people what to do in really short, dense responses without a proper back and forth and with limited information on the person seeking help. So, while all clients have different needs and all coaches have and have the freedom to have different styles, it's extremely important to know what services you can realistically provide. Anytime clients come to me with goals that pertain to overcoming a type of trauma, I take pride in immediately referring them to a therapist. Mind you, I've had many clients that will work with me while also working with a therapist, and a few that have had psychiatrists too. This is, to me, ideal because you can ensure that the client is getting different types of help if necessary, and you can focus more on playing your part as a life coach specifically. Is there bound to be a lot of crossover between therapy and life coaching? There certainly can be. A lot of people are qualified to do both. So if you have a client whose problems run deeper than just wanting to be more productive or find a new job or something on the outside, I advise you to be clear with them from the beginning about what services you can and can't provide. Now, with that being said, it never hurts to educate yourself as much as possible about both coaching and therapy. I am regularly reading psychology books, research, essays, and articles to help me be more effective with all the clients and all the people who submit questions to the show, regardless of how deep their problems run. And I recommend you do the same. I also recommend you get certified like I did. Uh, you know, clients don't know coaching schools the way they might know Ivy League schools, but ICF is the best place for you to find high caliber coaching schools. ICF stands for International Coaching Federation, and their resources can be found at coachingfederation.org. There are plenty of fine programs that aren't ICF certified and are less expensive. Uh, but ICF is the best place to start. 
I once saw an ad on Facebook for a uh, <laughs> for a twenty five dollar coaching certification program, which uh, that was just highly depressing to me. What a complete joke! Uh, you you really you really have to lead with the intent to help people, and that means putting in the work and being as sharp as you can. Just because coaching is loosely defined does not mean you should shortcut your way into it, or that you should consider yourself an expert simply because you have or you feel you have something unique to say, you know, join the club. And many people do that, which is absurd and very sad when people are trusting you with issues that deeply trouble them. So study, study, study. Uh, Though if you look hard enough, you will find that there are plenty of opportunities to study and or sharpen these skills outside of a classroom or outside of a book. One thing that uh, worked to my advantage in doing the work that I do is the natural tendency I've always had to just question everything. Definitely too much. I was going to say probably too much, but definitely too much. Uh, And the tendency to like kind of search for meaning at all costs and try to explore things beyond their most reasonable explanations or my instinctual feelings towards them. Basically just have a, a, you know, an existential crisis every day of my life. And (laughs) whether or not you fall into these types of assessments on your own, the good news is that they can always or they always can and should be practiced. So look for opportunities around you, including in places that you've maybe tricked yourself into thinking aren't serving you, like your corporate job, which I would recommend keeping or replacing with something else until your amount of coaching clients is steadily climbing. Look for patterns in people. You know, what do they say over and over? What do they complain about but not take action towards fixing? And why might they not be taking that action? If people are behaving poorly, can you skip past judging them and instead consider why they may be conditioned to do so? How can you help people come to realizations on their own rather than spoon-feeding them your thoughts? What are the differences from person to person rather than group to group? This will be especially important if you want to just focus within the LGBT plus community. It's great to have a niche as a coach. That's awesome that you've picked that. But it's also critical to remember that not all LGBT plus people have the same experiences, have the same viewpoints, history, memories, opinions, etc., just because they share that one common factor. So if you can start to develop healthy means of questioning in your own life, you'll be in a much better position to help others do the same, which will lead to creative goal-setting techniques and discoveries that you or your clients may not have had before. So this alongside learning the more technical parts of coaching in a quality life coaching program will definitely put you on the right track. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Best of luck to you, Asker, truly. And whether or not you find that it is something you want to stick with, kudos for wanting to help people and bring some change. I also commend you for answering the bell and just diving in after realizing that your current work is dissatisfying. That is, that is one thing I probably see the most as a coach, and you can expect to see the same. So I'm always super proud when I see people challenge the comforts of a job that's stable yet unfulfilling. Very, very good. And to all of you listeners, I hope you were able to take something from this episode, whether it be about how you can look at others in a different way, 
Or perhaps you've even found some motivation to change your current work situation if you know you're dissatisfied with it. Either way, I thank you all for being here as always and supporting yet another episode of OLA. Be sure to come back for our next one, 199, on Wednesday, and take care of yourselves until then. Bye, guys.